podcast. Hello and welcome to Dave Elliott's Weird Podcast. And what is episode number 79? The greatest episode of the Weird Podcast in all time history. Why? Because finally the wait is over. Finally after four long, arduous, stressful months. Daddy's home. Home where he belongs. Home to his house. At last. Bangers Baratheon is back at his special bespoke handcrafted table. Which, thank God, is still here. I thought, you know, in the house is lying bare. There would have been some guys coming along with forklift trucks just knocking down my front of my house and taking this table away. Because, I mean, it's worth more than the ATMs that are being stolen out in, like, culture land. So, I mean, I was worried. Worried sick to my stomach. But thank God, I'm here. I'm back at my table. I'm back at my banqueting table. I'm home. I'm feeling great. Maybe the sound's not better. But, I mean, it feels great feels great to be back. I've got my trusted Chinese sidekick, Mr. Charlie, at my feet as well. You know, like full uh, Greyfriars Bobby, except he's just Davies Charlie. And he's here. It's great to have him back. He's been away from me since I've been homeless, because I mean, it's sly to be homeless with a little dog. So Charlie's been living with uh, my in-laws. And... He's he's now back, albeit he's a wee bit old and tired and sick and still finding his way around the house, but it's good to have him here with his old Chinese wisdom. You know, it's important to have that. I feel that's been lacking on the recent episodes of the Weird Podcast. I've just, you know, not had that, you know, Chinese wisdom. You know, I've not had his just intelligent, you know, all-knowing ways beside me to make me feel calm, you know, and be able to deliver the podcast in the way that I like. And... Even in my my posture this week, I'm 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 sitting, I'm erect, you know my spine, my erector spine. I just popping. I'm feeling. I'm sitting up straight. After last week's podcast, I was lying down. I was lying like some sort of big fat aristocrat, just lying there, just straight out of a bath of milk, you know, just having people coming over to feed me grapes. You know, I was being lazy. Probably wasn't sounding great, but hey, I'm back. I'm up. My back's popping. I'm feeling great. I'm focused. I'm not drinking wine because hey, that happened whenever I was out of home. I'm just here and I'm giving it to you. You know, I'm delivering you whatever's coming into my head. I don't even know if I've hit recording the podcast yet. Have it? Yes. So there you go, because that was going to have been really, really weird because I would have effectively just been mean talking to myself for no reason. You know, it's weird enough doing a podcast in a room by yourself to put it out for people to listen to. Even weirder if it was just effectively a monologue in a, an empty room in front of an old dog. You know, that would be enough for people to say, Davy's lost a run of himself. He needs a wee stay in Mockamore Abbey. But it isn't. It's recording. So that saves everything for me. You know, it saves the day. It stops me from being sectioned and I'm feeling good I'm pumped I'm delighted to be back um you know I'm just feeling great been in the house now a day and since I've been homeless a lot's changed you know still no Brexit but I mean I don't care about that because I just only watch like fun news you know like follow like you know okay magazine and stuff on social media not like the actual hard-hitting news but whatever but um 
for any of you that haven't known the story about why I'm homeless, long story short, I basically had a pipe that fired shit into my kitchen. Like I say, into my kitchen was internally encapsulated in a pillar, but then said pillar just dribbled on down under the floorboards, under needed to haul out the whole kitchen. Then there was stuff put in the living room, needed to haul out the carpet in the living room. In the first instance, the final leak, thought it came from the toilet upstairs, had to haul out the bathroom. So that in that time, they've had to haul out just the kitchen, living room, bathroom to be redone. So now I'm back with a new bathroom, with a new kitchen, with a new living room. But I've still got my banqueting hall, kept the same. Just because people want to listen to the weird podcast, they say, guys, look, if there's germs in here, you know, if I'm at risk, if I might get Bell's palsy, so be it. I'm still keeping it as it is because this is way, the way people like the weird podcast. And yeah, it's been a day and a half of chores since I've been here. That's why I'm recording the podcast uh, quite late on a Sunday evening because I've just been flat out doing things in the house. Um, on Saturday, I came back, had to do a lot of cleaning because with the work that was going on, a lot of dust gathered, you know, a lot of the rooms of the house kind of had that that Chernobyl vibe and I mean not to speak out against Chernobyl but I mean not a sweet vibe to have you know not a a place you'd want to be effectively if you had the choice really you know so there's a lot of dust gathering on everything so I had to just you know dust everything down clean everything all the surfaces needed done to bring all my gear back um steroids I mean um and no I'm joking just in case people do think I'm on roids because hey I'm a freakishly large dude but um no all my like clothes everything I needed had to come back to the house all the stuff was out when we moved just kind of moving back in and living that's been been busy and then on Sunday I had to look after um my one-year-old whilst I was expected to do stuff in the house which wasn't easy and then, luckily enough, my dad just called around, uninvited, let himself into the house, bit rude, but, I mean, fair play to him, because, I mean, I could have been doing anything, but in he came, and he just said, yep, I'm here, I'm going to take Holly away for a couple of hours and just let you do some stuff about the house. I looked him dead in the eye, and I went, thanks, Dad, I appreciate that, because in that time, I got a lot done. And by a lot done, what I mean is, my wife decided to, to get new drawers, in our bedroom and therefore throwing out the old drawers which were they were Ikea but they were deep you know they were deep drawers they could just fit all my large man clothes in them you know whereas these drawers she's got now are something dainty they're like something like Annie Lennox would have in her house you know like that like just really like sleek white thin Art Deco drawers. Why Annie Lennox? I don't know. I just was thinking of the Walking on Broken Glass video and thought, hey, it's a set of drawers that you have in that video. <clears throat> niche reference, but yeah, that's what I was thinking. And um, I've got these drawers now that can fit, I think, of my T-shirts too, per large drawer. So I had to dung out a lot of old old clothes and just try to make way for that. That was my first chore of the day when Holly went. And guess what? It's hard. You know, I started off... Like, looking at bits of my clothes, being like, you know, I need those. Because, you know, I had them. It's like a a childhood heirloom. I've had this one particular t-shirt from the Reinforced Cafe since 1998. Still fits me. Albeit it must have been quite large when I got it at the time. But I've still got it. And that's what, 21 years old, that t-shirt, but I can't throw it out. 
But then today I just get ruthless and throw stuff out, just throwing all my clothes out, until effectively now I'm just all I have left is uh, little nipple hoops and stringer vests, which is all you need, you know. Probably put hook a wee nipple hook through your your bell end as well if you want to really stand out and show people what you're about. But I'm all done. Just have minimal clothes now but it's a nice feeling it's a nice feeling clearing out feels like you get a fresh start made some more wardrobe space you know now i need to buy a new wardrobe for the coming the summer season you know and obviously being a you know a fashionista i guess people call me a fashionista they're like man where did you get those black trainers those black jeans not black t-shirt from and i'm like mokanda because that's what the Black Panther is, is it? Or have I just made that up? Hey, who cares? <laughs> but that's, I'm just I'm a simple man, but I've lots of space now. That was chore number one, getting rid of all the clothes. Dare I find whenever you're tidying your room, you always end up dressing up. Is it only me that does that? Like whenever you're tidying your room, you're like, oh, there's a sweet hat. I'll stick that on my head while I tidy. Oh, wow, check this out. There's a wee uh, shot glass necklace. What if I get that for? Stick that on. Oh, there's a pair of... 2018 New Year sunglasses stick those babies on and what's that we have here oh it's a full dominatrix suit I'll just wear that you know did anyone do that or is it just me could just be me maybe I'm just a strange guy but I mean each to their own but started back cleared all that out next chore cut the grass whatever front and back did it last week why is it already grown the week I don't know but the pressure is on me to try and make the house look tidy even when I'm just back do you know what I mean? And that was a chore that I could have done without because there's plenty more to do. Tidying up, dusting, always dusting. When you get any work, you know, I'm dusting poorly. I just do not stop dusting, flat out. And you probably hear a husk in my voice. You know, I have a wee bit of, it's just going to say effectively a shankle granny, but um, I have a wee bit of the uh, Macy Grace about me. I try to say goodbye and not choke. I try to walk away and I stumble, though I try to hide it, it's clear, I wear goggles when you are not near. Literally not the lyrics, it's my world crumbles but it does sound like I wear goggles, check it out if you don't believe me, but all it does is getting in my throat, but we're getting there, you know, um, I'm smelly, my body's a wee bit B.O.E., do I need a shower, yep, you know, did some of that, did a wee bit of uh body maintenance today as well, trimmed a bit of the body hair, whatever, mm. and um, trimmed the, the hair on my body and then trimmed the grass in my garden, trimmed the grass on my wicket, and then trimmed the grass in my garden, if you get me, but it's been good, yeah again, back things aren't the way they were, they've changed a bit in the house. Did a wee bit of put a, put a bit of artwork up. I put a a painting of a stag up in my um, banqueting hall, and I say a stag, not like the animal. I mean, like uh, of my stag party of just a lot of lads dressed in lycra. You know, that's what I think every every room needs. Um, did that, and then got me thinking while I was doing a wee bit of clearing up in the house. I was like, I clear my garage out and make myself a gym in my garage like I have a gym in my garage um, I'm actually probably shouldn't say gym to be fair it's more of a workout space I'll call it that whilst I'm doing inverted commas with my fingers because I mean 
if I were to call the space in my garage a gym, it would be like someone referring to themselves as an Olympian because they're a member of the Olympia Leisure Centre. You know what I mean? It's definitely, it's a mug off. Effectively, what it is, is I'm looking space to work out in my house because before I would work out in my living room, but now I've got new carpet in there. Can't just be getting down, getting those mountain climbers and just be eroding the carpet. You know, because whenever you're, you're mountain climbing with such velocity and with such, you know, powerful thighs you're going to eventually you know, tear a hole in the carpet and then next thing you know you're going to need new carpet you know so I've decided I'm going to put a workout space in my garage now I've got some gear that um, would be useful for working out like before I would have had my dumbbells I would have my exercise bands would have had a wee ab roller and I've added them to my collection you know um, what can I say I'm a I'm like an antique like a, instead of like an art art collector or an antiques collector I just collect gym equipment I'm a, I'm a pump collector you know just call me the pump collector Davy Elliot don't call me Davy because I'm only 32 maybe when I get over like 40 I'm, I'm Davy but for now I just Dave will do but um, I'm sort of gathering myself some gear to make this the space good I want to effectively be able to do circuits um, or like hit workouts in my house so my thinking being that if there are days that I can't get to the gym or do any particular exercise I have an on-site station where I can just go do a bit get the heart rate up just pump up you know and get at it do you know what I mean As I mean in the garage there's, it's a small space but there's just enough room for some flooring and to swing a few weights about you know obviously it won't be swinging weights because they'll be under strict concentric and eccentric control but you know what I mean it's it's going to be a good space effectively the more, the more I'm describing the space in my guards like workout the more I think I'm like Lester Burnham from American Beauty you know, you know how, how that ended up from, for him you know he just kind of became like a full male molester and got sacked from House of Cards but you know it, it'll be something and I've ordered some gear in for it. I've ordered some flooring. So I've got some like gym flooring coming for the garage. I've ordered myself a bench, like a flat bench. and Not so I can do bench press on, but so I can do like, you know, uh, squats. Put my ass down to the, the bench. I can do split-legged lunges. I can do deadlifts. I can just do press-ups. I can do warm-ups. I can do dips. I just need a bench. It's going to be It's going to be great. So I'm really pumped about that. Not not physically pumped yet. I'm actually quite I'm actually quite deflated at the minute to be fair. I'm looking at my, my arms. I used to have a vein that would have just popped out of my left bicep when I when I crunched, but now it's just effectively fat. My left arm looks quite like a pig's leg and that's not a sweet look you know probably smells like it too considering I've been out in the garden all day but you know we're trying to get there so now I've got myself oh did I say I got a slam ball as well for any of you who don't know what a slam ball is it's like a medicine ball but it doesn't bounce you just slam it into the ground and it really helps to work in your your tone and your fat burning so I've got that coming in too and then hopefully by the next week when I get all my gear here and get the wee gym set up I'll, I'll get a wee I'll post a picture of it up on, on the Instagram you can have a nosy and see what I'm working with and then I took my uh, I took some before photos today Jesus Christ tell you what 
That was a sight, not even for for sore eyes. That was a sight. The only eyes that would suit, not even sore, would be you know removed eyes, eyes that have been forcefully removed, are the only eyes that should be looking at my topless body. It's not a sweet sight. Um, when I got on the scales, I was expecting a new world record. To be quite honest, after the last few months of being homeless, but um, actually two and a half kilos lighter than I was when I started training. Um, with my personal trainer back at the end of last year so it's not that bad you know it's, it's less damage than I thought and now I'm just keen to be getting back into that you know getting back into the physique game getting back into losing weight getting back into that um, lifestyle because I mean if I hadn't been homeless I reckon I'd have probably been pretty strict on it and I could probably be literally two two and a half stone lighter right now but it hasn't happened you know <laughs> if anything I don't think I've put on a load of weight, but I think all my muscle has just turned to flump, which not ideal, you know, as a human to not have muscle, to have flump, you know, not even fat, just flump. Um, it's a concern. So I'm looking forward to getting back into that. And hopefully once my workout space is, is there, I'm going to be flying, you know, very exciting. And... I'm also saving up for a wee exercise bike to stick in there as well, so then I'll have it all, I'll be able to just do cardio weights, the whole works. You know, I'll be pumped up, I'll be sweating, um, I'll be, you know, probably making a lot of questionable noises from the neighbours, will probably be like, wonder what's going on in there. Either he is just working out, or he is literally removing his penis with his hand. You know, that's what it's going to sound like, but I mean... That's what we're doing in there, pumping up for the pump squad, you know. And another good thing about having my own private space is I can just wear my stringers and no bottoms and people won't be judging me. I'll be in there in a pair of sliders, no shorts, just a stringer, nipples out, jingle jingle. It'll be magpies just flocking down to my guards to be like, what's going on here? I hear the jingle of, 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 of copper, just steel, just metal, just ching, ching, ching. The magpies will be like, I won't come down and steal that. And I'll be like, nah, it's just my nipples working out. And I'm buzzing for it. Got my garage all cleared out. A lot of shit in the garage. You know, a lot of, of stuff that, like, I think a garage is the place that, you know, you could potentially start being a hoarder. You know, you don't really hoard in your house first. You hoard in a garage first. Do you know? And then you go, why, why do I even have that? Do you know? What a strange thing that is like I just have a box of like DVDs he got free with like Nuts magazine um, and obviously my response to whenever my wife's like why do you have these being like I know I got them free in Nuts magazine but in my head I'm going because the internet didn't exist back in those days I just had a Playstation 2 and loads of wee DVDs with ditties in them so you know is what it is but you keep those why do I still have DVDs when like the playing device are obsolete near, nearly you know everyone's streaming now I'm going to have to maybe get rid of my DVD. So if anyone wants to buy some uh, DVDs circa 2001 off me, haul at your boy, slide into my DMs, offer me some money, and, you know, I'll offer you some softcore pornography. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, yeah, it's great to be back. It is late. You know, I don't want the, the weird podcast to be affected by the lateness of it, but it is late. You know, it definitely is late. And I want to make sure that I get through it because I was going to actually I was going to pull 
this week's podcast I was just going to say no I'm not doing it because I'm too busy but then again you know people have their hopes you know people have dreams and some people's dreams are to listen to my podcast on a Monday morning and it would be remiss of me to not you know let somebody fulfill their dreams so here we are at probably 11 o'clock on a Sunday night yeah quarter to 11 recording it and hopefully I don't ramble too much and or talk too much shit and then we'll be good to go So there you have it. Um, I have something interesting to tell you this week that you might find bizarre. But first, I just want to address something that's been happening for like the last two days. And it's weird. It's this whole thing where like there's some app. I don't know what the app is. But it's turning all my mates into girls. And I don't like it. Like I'll just get one of like. Whenever that happens, you notice your mates are the vainest bastards. You know, like, none of my mates would be like, here, apart from Shane Todd, actually, no one would go, here, look how good looking I am. Like, I am just a good, look, I am a sexy bastard. Yet, turn themselves into a girl. They're all, about five times today, if a guy's going around, you'd fuck me, wouldn't you? I'd be like, well, no, because you're you. I know, I, but if it wasn't me, if it was a girl, no. You'd still be you, you with your stinking brain. You know, it'd be horrible, but all these guys thinking they're just sweet looking girls. Do you know, and and you feel bad as a mate to go, nah, brutal guy, brutal girl to be fair, you know. And they all look the same. Every single guy with blonde hair looks like Barbara Streisand. Every single one. And every single guy with dark hair looks like Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Lord Farquaad, not Farquaad. That's what you call him when he's just been down the gym in the leg press. But... Yeah, it's just freaking me out. It's weird. And it's like, none of them do it in jest. They're all doing these wee sexy, smoldering poses. Like, duck face. Mm. Would I be a sexy girl? No. And if I did it, can you imagine the size my chin would be? Because my beard would be squeezed into it. And I would just go, that's the jaw. I'd be like Stan from American Dad. You know, it would not be a sweet look. But it's freaking me out. You know, because there's been, like, maybe one of my mates that was kind of sexy. Other than that, they've all been gross. They all look like, again, it's a weird thing to think about seeing your mate, but you see them as women, I, I, they all look like they just have unkempt bushes. Like, they look like a bit of armpit hair. Is it because I know they're my mates? And I think that? Probably. But I don't like it. It's weird. You know, and then whenever women go to look like dudes... My wife, she drops it and sends it to me and she goes, if you, were, if, if you were gay, you'd be married to this guy. I'm just like, no. If I was gay, I wouldn't be married to a male version of you. If I was gay, I would be married to, like, Jake Shears from the Scissor Sisters. You know, a real, like, lean, muscular twink guy. I wouldn't be married to someone who looks like myself. Wise up. You know, I'd be married to, like, a real sexy, cute young boy. Um... Of legal age, like I'm not a paedophile or anything, but I definitely wouldn't, you know, if I was gay, I wouldn't just choose exactly the same thing that I would choose when I'm a hetero guy, you know. So I had to tell her that, which was, uh, again, you know, whenever you have wives, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever, you argue about weird things, you know. Like literally that went from me joking with her to her being offended, being like, why don't you fancy me when I'm a guy? 
And I'm like, but, but because, why? Obviously, why? Because you're a guy. Be worse if I say, oh, I'd love to, why? I would love to fuck you as a guy. And she'd be like, what? Because you don't actually love to fuck me as a girl. And be like, yeah, uh, you just can't win. You know, you can't win with your wives, with your girlfriends, with your boyfriends. You just can't do it. No matter what. Like, take, for example, we moved into our new house. I say our new house. The house that we used to live in. It feels like a new house. We moved back home. We got a new toaster. My wife comes home from work and goes to me. Why are there crumbs in the toaster? And I went, um... Because it's a toaster? I said, no, you're supposed to get rid of any crumbs from the toaster. And I was like, all right, Stalin, you know, pump the brakes, fuck's sake. Like, I mean, what are you going to do, gas me? Because there was crumbs in the toaster? No, in fact, Stalin wasn't a gasser. He was more of like, he'd have starved me. He'd have stuck me out in the cold and starved me, you know, for that. But, you know, that's what happens when you do anything new. Or like get anything new in a house, it always go. You always start with the best intentions. You know, you always go here. Let's um, like another weird thing. No crumbs in the toaster, and she goes, "Don't put anything on the worktop." And I'm like, "But it's a worktop." You know, the whole point. It's not there to look like a sweet museum exhibition. You know, you're not just gonna be walking around it going. This is an absolutely fantastic worktop. This comes from the Aztec era of the uh, of the Machu Picchu people. Um, I'm just mixing a load of different uh, races and histories together here, which is probably extremely offensive. But I mean, <laughs> I don't give a fuck. But that's it. Like you know, you get a new kitchen. Don't don't cook in it. What? See at all? But it's nice and shiny. Don't use it. But I mean, it's you know, you just can't win. Crumbs in the toaster. And then you get raging. Why well, I don't I can't believe you don't fancy me as a guy, you know? Sometimes you just cannot win. You know, I, I say that from jest from time to time and be like, you know, I, I literally my head's done and I can't win here, but literally there is times where you cannot win. It's mad, and that's one of those times. Like I'm just waiting for her to make like to like leave a butter knife out or something, and I am gonna be on her. You know, I'm going to make her life a misery. I'm going to be in her face 24-7 being like, remember you left the butter knife on the worktop? And she'll just probably go fuck off and ask for a divorce. But I mean, sometimes you have to stay loyal to your principles, whether, you know, if it may break up a family. Sometimes you just have to do it. But that's just me, you know. I'm a guy of morals. I'm a guy of, of high integrity intelligence and intensity as WWE wrestler Kurt Angle would have said and that's just me you know I'm a special guy and I wanted to say to you as well something happened this week which I think the weird listeners will be very interested in I'm going to throw a few names your way right Einstein Newton Copernicus Hawking, Musk, and add a name to that list. Add the name Elliot. Because guess what, guys? I am a scientist. Yeah. Would my science teacher from school be surprised at this? Oh, absolutely. Um, a lot of listeners going, uh, you're a science teacher? Did you do science? But yes, bitch, I did single award science, which means I didn't do 
biology, chemistry and physics. I did it all in one big pot. You know, like rather than getting several wee frying pans out, you know, go, oh, there's physics, we'll put that over there. Only oh, to get a wee, wee bit of boiling water over there, pop that in, that'll be chemistry. And then you got to stick your steak in this pan, that's got to be biology. You know, they're all different things, you're simmering away, and you're a chef, you're getting stressed, you're getting all sweaty. Where's me? That's a big one pot wonder, it's fuck it all in the pot together. Yeah, is it going to come out the other end looking the same? Yes. You know, is the presentation going to be a wee bit more special needsy if you're a one-pot guy? Yes. But at the end of the day, it's the same thing done. And I'm going to challenge some of the people that I'm at the school with that did triple award science, maybe become doctors, maybe become physicians, engineers. You know, I'm going to say, are you having as positive an impact on the world of science than me? Probably not. You know Why? Because this guy is developing technology through the Weird Podcast. How does that happen? I don't know. You know? Um, I know you guys may be listening to my podcast to you know get through your working day. Some people maybe do get through a gym workout. Um, some people like to maybe do it when they're playing with adult sex toys. Who knows? But what I'm doing is that my podcast is being played to machines to develop science. And that sounds like I've made that up, but it's entirely true. A company got in touch with me about probably a week ago, two weeks ago now, and asked if they could use my podcast to play it through, um, like, I don't know what, like dialect recognizers or dialect. <laughs> yeah, I may be a science guy, not an English guy anymore. Like, um, they effectively are looking to develop the technology in sat-navs and Alexas, those kind of things. And they needed, effectively, the banger Bezos <laughs> to sort them out. And they got me. You know, they wanted, basically, to play recordings of somebody with a Northern Irish accent on repeat for a number of hours into a machine to be able to understand this accent if you're using sat-nav or if you're using Alexa anything like that so that's what they, they wanted to do with me you know they wanted to take this voice and just play it on repeat so that the machines can learn to recognise the Northern Irish accent now I did say to them look a lot of people in Northern Ireland do not have as dulcet as sweet as beautiful a tone as I they're more like here love gives a fucking pack of figs Iron brew and a marble lake, you bastard. And you'd be going, you want a pack of fags? An iron brew and some more fags? It's mm. <laughs> a lot of smoking. It's be like, I don't be, don't be cheeky, you fucking wee bastard, ye. Or I'll take out my dentures and rim your hole. But hey, they, they obviously are selling high end sat navs and high end voice recognition technology if they're going to be using this voice. Can you imagine? Alexa. Play the Fifth Symphony by Beethoven. <laughs> but that's what they're doing, and all you guys can hopefully now, um, anytime you're using your sat-nav and you're using your accent, and it's not coming out to you as being like, sorry, I do not recognise this accent. Now it'll be like, Dave Elliott taught me. 
I'll be able to go, I, I'm teaching science. I'm like Sarah Connor going up against Skynet, except I'm on Skynet's side. And I would turn and use my voice recognition technology to destroy the people and rise up with the machines because that's what I am now, a machine. And as well as, no, no, no joke on that, just, just true bit of story. Um, and that's that. I'm, def- I'm definitely too sleepy for this shit. It's now 11 o'clock. I have, oh whoa, I have to do another 800 steps to hit my target for the day too, but I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm going to literally finish this podcast. Then what I'm going to do is, <sighs> pardon me, upload it. And I'll take a bit of time and then it'll be waiting for the layer pods on Monday morning. Science. Anyway, sorry, I fell asleep for a split second. No, it's been a been a all in all. Again, I felt last week's podcast was a little bit of a downer. I felt it's been a bit of a gurn, you know. I think um, I was letting the impact of a bad gig get me down, you know. And I think with hindsight, um, it was bad, but I mean, it hardens you. You know that old saying: it hardens you. I had two gigs again this week. I did a private function of Pug Uglies on Thursday for young solicitors and you know it wasn't bad it started off again it's like whenever you turn to the scene of a crime you probably feel a little bit nervous so the first time I got up I went on the mic was a wee bit loud a bit echoey but once I settled in it was grand I warmed them up it was nice that I think they had a nice time I had a nice time it was fine and I got over my last gig see anytime you have a bad gig all you want to do is get on stage again and have a good gig and thankfully I was lucky enough to, to have a fine one again on Thursday, get back on the horse. And then on Friday I was in uh, the Belfast Boat Club <laughs> doing a gig. And yeah, that is that is a thing. I know I didn't know what a Belfast Boat Club was as well, but it's the like the social club, the rowing club, um, down in Strandmills Embankment. It was like rowing and tennis and squash and badminton and all down there. I'll tell you what, it was quite a nice gig. It was an odd setup. Um, it was run by Paddy McDonald, a good friend of mine, and on the comedy scene, and he had got it through running the Aragle Comedy Club, which is another good good club that's on. I think it's once a month now. But Paddy got in touch and he said, "Oh, Shane's doing it." Um, and I said, "Oh, Paddy, why didn't you tell me he was doing it before I agreed to do it?" Oh, but Shane was in the bill, Aaron Butler and myself and Paddy, and it was a good night. You know, I think it started a bit late, people maybe had a few too many drinks, but I mean, that's all part and parcel. I enjoyed myself, and um, hopefully the, the boat club, comedy club, will carry on. I think you're allowed to go even if you're not a member, which is nice, because I thought it's going to be very hoity-toity, you know. And there was a family there who I referenced as the Lannisters. Once again, another Game of Thrones reference, having only started watching Game of Thrones two weeks ago. Already, I know, like, ever, like, I've referenced it about 10 times in this podcast without even realising it, you know? But that's the social impact of Game of Thrones, GOT, you know? And it is what it is, but that was good. And now this week, I have another couple of gigs coming up, which I think will be very enjoyable. Wednesday night, I'm at Lavery's Comedy Club. Oh, it's an in-joke the way I say that, by the way, just in case you're wondering, why does his voice change and go really weird? 
another story for another day. But I'm there on Wednesday, and it's the True Bill Night, which is the night, basically, of just true stories. Not stand-up, not sets, just, you know, Colin giving, giving us a few topics, interviewing us, and we just tell stories about whatever it is he brings up. And it's always fun. It's always embarrassing, because it's like, oh, no, nothing you ever do that's funny is is a great story that paints you in a good light, you know. If it's funny, it's going to be something you've done terrible, and, you know, in the past... You know, I've I've been a pretty terrible guy. So, you know, it'll be interesting. And then on Thursday, we have Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. Once again, I'm back emceeing. Again, after a week of headlining two weeks ago, and a private function the week before, where I'm back on the MC duties. I've got Aaron Butler on and Shane Todd. So it'll be a very fun night. Two of my best friends um, in life, as well as stand-up. So it'll be... You know, there'll be a bit of mugging off going on for sure, um, but it'll just be fun. And I'd say it'll be quite a busy one, so make sure you get down early or get on to Pug Uglies and book tickets, you know, because it's going to be a nice time. Oh, and then the week after, Colin Geddes is on too, so meanwhile, just book two weeks in a row. And then the next week, I'm on my holidays, you know, so get to it. And it's going to be a really good time, and I'm excited. I feel like I like comedy again after last week. Thought that I was going to quit. You know, thought, you know what, after all this, I am just going to pack it in, get a full-time job, already have a full-time job, but go back to just working on it full-time, never do stand-up again, and see how that pans out. But luckily for me, maybe not for you guys, because you're probably like, for fuck's sake, this guy's doing more stand-up. Um, I'm just squeezing a spot, my leg's really sore. Um, But, yeah, I'm, I'm much more positive this week. Um, and on that note I'm going to go on to listeners questions because in fact before I do once again always say rate and review the podcast keep forgetting to bring it up if you haven't already rated and reviewed it please do please subscribe on SoundCloud on Spotify and on iTunes and if I could get myself up to 100 um, reviews that would be amazing because I'm at 89 right now and if you haven't voted or rated or reviewed what are you waiting for? Come on, do it now. Yeah, just do it. It'd be really great and I'd really appreciate it. So, and if I get up to 100, I'll do a live podcast. Um, I'd said, I think, last week that I've had an offer to do a show in, like, I think July time. And I'm going to do an hour stand-up. I'm going to do a show that I've done before, but I'm going to rework it and add probably an, a new... It's probably, it'll be the same title, but it'll be effectively the best bits of the last show cut down and an extra half hour added so if you've been there before come again and you'll see a different show but anyway I'll announce that later whenever it's all sorted but before I go on to my listeners questions I just want to uh, give a quick shout out to my boy Paul Ferguson who put up a real nice story on his Instagram about uh, purchasing a stringer vest but he's taking it down before I could share it so uh I just wanted to, to give you the shout and say, um, yeah, I would have shared that, but I was just flat out in the garden doing chores, you know, so I only got around to, to seeing it to share it, and you deleted it, Sly. Um, so first question this week is from William Palmer, and William has said, hey man, first time weird podcast listener, first time weird podcast question, whoa, are you still... Oh no, uh, this is literally what he's written. Oh no, are you still homeless? And if so, what's your favourite sleeping bag? 
Um, no, I'm not homeless. I'm back at my house. I'll be back in my bed in probably the next five to ten minutes because I've got sleepy. I've got sleepy real quick. My eyes are drowsy. And I mean, you know this table is hard. And if I drop and hit my head off it, I might just die. So, you know, I'll be back up to bed very soon. But what's my favourite sleeping bag? Um, it's got to be, you know, the full body leather one. You know, it just goes over your entire body. It's got to be zip for your butt for whenever you need to poo. And there's also a zip in your mouth for if you need to breathe, I take it. Um, you know, I was just wearing that in the streets. Really, it's good, good warm heat. You know, it's, it's faux leather. Like, it's not real leather. It's more like of a latex. Um and again, a lot of people have told me, Dave, that's not a sleeping bag, that's a gimp suit. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And quite clearly, it's a sleeping bag. Does it cover my whole body? And they're like, well, well yeah, it does. And I'm like, well, there you go. It's a sleeping bag. I'm sleeping in it, yes. So, fuck you. Other than that, I used to go to raids in Hollywood back in the day um, to get any gear I needed for, like, trips. Like PE trips or whatever so that would have been the spot I'd gone probably got a nice wee regatta sleeping bag other than my leather one but um, yeah unlucky about that William I was going to say you know fair play to you for asking a question maybe next time you can keep it all in the one you know I understand you're probably a bit excited and you, you probably shot a wee bit early but I mean happens to the best of us never worry H star um, I don't know who H Star is, but but fair play for asking a question. I'd probably like to know what your real name is, H Star, because you kind of at the minute sound like some kind of like you know World of Warcraft nerd kind of character because you, you don't have a real name. But I appreciate the question, and you've said as someone who has resisted Game of Thrones, as I'm not sure about all of this period drama stuff. What would you say to me to convince me to give it a try? Also, I was listening to an old podcast where you were at a toddler group with Holly. I have three kids and have had my fill of toddler groups. I find that a wee sneaky nip to a kid that's always been a wee bastard helps. Um, yeah, I like the dark arts that you've got there. I think that if you're going to be in a room full of kids that are bad, you, as I said, like you can't just straight up smack them in the face or all of a sudden you're the bad guy, no matter how you justify it. You know, because I'd be saying, look, at the end of the day, this guy started it, you know. He crashed a tricycle into my leg two times. You know, once I was like, all right, mate, not again. Did it again. What do you want me to do? Make a fool of myself. But yeah, I appreciate that. And in terms of Game of Thrones, um, I'm just going to say three things as to why I should watch it. Fighting. Boobs. Boobs. There you go. Game of Thrones. Get it watched. Um, it's actually also as well as that it's a bit shocking I, I like to be shocked when I watch a show you know I like to be like oh I didn't expect that and there's a lot of that in it and it's also very grand and if you're from Northern Ireland you get to look at it and go oh there's some nice scenery as opposed to like Line of Duty and stuff you're like oh I recognise that place or I recognise that place you know oh it's just across the road from where I work you know and this it's like oh, I've driven past there on my way to Ballantoy you know or actually at Ballantoy because it's a Game of Thrones location but yeah just give it a go you know I'm a bit like that myself I don't like watching stuff that everyone watches because I mean I think I'm like a little bit cool or something but you know just give it a go it's good and episode one very sexy 
straight off the bat, very sexy. Daenerys, mm, Targaryen, mm, Danny, mm, Queen of the Dragons, mm, sexy bitch, for show. Gareth Owens said, hi David. Oh, very formal. Delighted to hear you're back at home. No real question this week, just uh, to say, after you're feeling a bit down after Pugs last week, just to say, keep on trucking, the weirdos will always be loyal. Bring in the live weird podcast, Up the Hoods. Well, funny you should mention that. Whenever I was thinking about doing that R show, I flirted with the idea of doing a live weird podcast in that spot. And I thought, no, I want to do an R stand-up. But on the other side of that, I have spoken to a potential guest about a few things. And I think I'm going to do a live weird podcast. And I feel like having a guest on it will make it a bit more normal. You know, in terms of if it's just me in a room, I would, I would have to engage people because I couldn't just sit and talk whilst looking at a load of faces. So I feel like it, it's better to have a guest. And the said guest that I've talked about is somebody that I used to do a podcast with back in the day. So you can work that out. And I think it would be, it'll be a very good podcast with some funny topics. And I'm, I'm quite looking forward to it. So at some stage, there will be a live weird podcast. I might do it at like episode 100 because they're at 79 now so I might hold off to that and then do it then. Chris Barr, hey Dave, hope you're well and I'm not too late with this week's news story. No man, you're bang on time. This week's news story from Chris, he always comes in with the cutting edge news. I said, meet Tony Bark who identifies as a dog and wears a puppy mask that looks like the Avengers Iron Man. I think I've come across this guy before. Yeah, I've seen this dude before. Um, he's called Tony McGinn but he says he identifies as a dog and joins others for play sessions. You know what's weird, right? See when these people do these, well, obviously apart from dressing up as a dog, it's like they don't dress up like proper dogs. Because like dogs don't wear leather straps and strap-on tails. You know, they're just dogs. So at least cover yourself in fur and don't be made out of sex material. You know, like don't be made out of like gimp masks and all kinds of shit. You know, he goes by the name Tony Bark because he looks a wee bit like Tony Stark. Very funny. Tony said, to me, a dog's everything pure in the world. Dogs experience the world through the lens of pure joy and I don't think other animals have. Oh, well, Tony's lying across another guy. Um, and it looks, yeah. Y- you know what? He doesn't want to live like a dog because he-, he likes dogs. He lives like a dog because he's into some weird bondage sex thing. And fair play to him. If that's so floats his boats, as long as he doesn't break any laws which I mean by looking at him in that kind of gear you'd say probably you know has done a few illegal things in his time but Chris wants to know what's the weirdest thing you've seen your dog do Um, I don't know we're a bit worried about Mr Charlie for a while there because whenever he was out of home you know he just wasn't himself he started looking his age he's 12 you know that's old for a wee doggy you know, but he's, again, the bright side of being a Chinese guy is that he's more likely to live longer. You know, he's got that good Asian genes in him, so that's pretty good. But he started, like, coming down the stairs, looking like he was doing the floss, and he couldn't see out of one of his eyes, and he just looked miserable all the time. Brought him to a vet, and they were like, oh, he's got an ulcer in his eye. He's an abscess on his tooth. Tooth? He's an abscess on his tooth. I'm a spoon. He has an abscess. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that was a legit fuck up. He has an abscess on his tooth. Trent said at home, abscess on his tooth. Friggin' hell. 
but and also some arthritis in his wee back. So we've been pumping uh, eye drops in his eyes for the last couple of days, giving him tablets inside delicious lunch meat, which is you know, which is a weird um, product because it'd be like ham or beef or chicken, not lunch meat. Lunch meat could be anything that you could just say is meat. It's blended together for your lunch. That's what we've been getting. So he's got this, and then on Wednesday he's going to have a tooth out. So. Hopefully the weirdos out there will, you know, all say positive news, say prayers, light candles, do whatever you do for Mr. Charlie to have a good uh, Wednesday at the vet and hopefully nothing bad happens to him because I'll be really sad if it does. Love that guy. He's lying there beside me just being a real great guy, sleeping, being old and tired. Um, but the weirdest thing, apart from that that I've seen him do, it's probably the first time I had to look after him. Um, Catherine was working night shift. And she was saying, just obviously hinting. She's like, oh, it's put wet out and poor Charlie's going to be out all night. And I said, look, we've been going out for probably like three dates now. You know, things are pretty serious. If you want, leave Charlie in with me. There'll be no problem. She went, are you sure? And I went, look, if I wasn't sure, I wouldn't have said. And she went, all right. So then Charlie came around to my house. Um, not not the house that I live in now, but my old house. And I was sitting watching TV, and he just sat on the opposite end of the sofa on the on the like armrest, just staring at me the whole time, not moving his head, just staring. And I was like, "What are you? What are you even doing? You prick!" Just stared at me, and then he jumped jumped down, walked towards the back door, and I was like, "All right, he needs to pee. Fair play, I'll let him out, let him do his business." So opened the back door. He stares me in the eyes, lifts his legs, pisses all over my the kitchen floor. You know? And I think that was his way of going, fuck you, guy. You know? I'm here. I'm doing my thing. I'm Chinese. And I piss where I want. And that was pretty weird. But ever since that, we've kind of been, uh, we've been, been mates. You know, he, he set out a stall early. You know, um, he pissed in my kitchen floor and then when I went back to, to Catherine's house I went out into his wee dog house and I just shot everywhere you know all up the walls and everything I said especially uh, wet poo and I just you know when you force really hard it just sprayed out you know just went everywhere and I was like hey Charlie you mess with the bully you get the horns my boy John Joe Flood has uh First of all, I just got to give a big shout out to John Joe for uh, messaging me on Instagram to say, hey guy, you've turned off your comments for listeners' questions, which is good of him because I was looking at it going, why, why does no one want to ask any questions? Why does everyone hate me? Should I just stop doing the podcast? But then it turns out it was the comments were turned off. Why were they turned off? Probably because my daughter just has my phone a lot of time, fiddles around with it. I noticed she was on Instagram earlier by pure, by pure coincidence, you know, by fluke. But she must have just switched off the comments because no one asked the question, you know. So thank you for that, John Joe. But the question is, what's your overall feeling on the most recent season of Lion of Duty? I think the final app was a bit long-winded. But on the other hand, I can't think of any other means for the writers to get across the amount of info that they needed to. I'll be honest with you. I thought the last series of Lion of Duty, it started really well. Um, I didn't like how it concluded because I knew that the the one 
was going to be involved in some capacity. I wanted to know who H was. Um, I think everyone did. But whenever you hear the rumblings that there's going to be another two seasons, you go, ah, well, in that case, we're not going to find out. So I think ever since... I think since this killed Stephen Graham's character off... Sorry, spoiler alert, once again. Um, it kind of went downhill. It got a wee bit silly. So we just hope the next series does... Um, you know, try and be a bit less long-winded and a bit... You know, strange. Obviously, I love Line of Duty. I'll watch every episode. But I just thought, when you actually hear it all tied together, you're like... Stephen Graham's character didn't need to die, you know, he ended up dying for no reason because he was effectively set up as well, and it was just like, oh, gross. I don't like the way it ends with just the way, uh, like, subtitles explaining what's going on because it's like, just just end it, you know, with writing, I don't know. But I think, obviously, Line of Duty is a great show. I love when I watch it every week, but my wife was like, nah, I'm not watching it anymore because they just fucking mugged us off into watching another series and she would feel bitter about stuff like that and fair play to her because, you know, she's just a bitter person. Um, Danny Cunningham said, did you watch much football this week? A bit mod-like with some classic Gazprom and classic Barclays. The best season in a while for the guys in the office who don't have a team but like to see the English clubs do well in Europe. I rule. Um... Yeah, it is. Uh, uh, you know what? I'm an Arsenal supporter, so first and foremost, I think the season's been kind of shite. Albeit we're in a European final, will we win? I don't know. We'll probably lose, which will make me really upset, because then we won't qualify for the Champions League and or get a trophy. I'll just be Europa League again next season. And as much as I love watching Arsenal, I don't like the Europa League. It's no Champions League. The buzz isn't the same. The song's not as good. And also it's on a Thursday night when I run Pug Ugly's Comedy Club, so I can't watch that much. Thankfully, the final's on a Wednesday night. And it's when, it's the second night that I'm going to be on holidays in Spain with the family. So I said to Catherine, look, night number one, I'm sure you and Holly will be up all night. We'll party. You know, I'll maybe have two beers. Living at large. And then after that, you'll probably be a bit hungover and tired. You'll need an early night the second night when I'm going to go down to the local Boozer Royale in my Arsenal shirt and watch the Europa League final probably cry as we lose again but I mean other than that it has been a good season gutted the Liverpool made it to the Champions League final and I was like oh no we've got to support Ajax they've got to put Liverpool out of the cup then Spurs turned it around against Ajax and now I want Liverpool to win the Champions League because it would have been an ultimate mug off if they'd lost the league having done so well and then just lost in the Champions League. But now, if Spurs win it, I'll never get over it. Because then Spurs will be the first team from North London. And Spurs are shite. And they don't win things. So please, Liverpool, beat Spurs. Please. And fuck the guys in the office. They're like, it's good thing as teams. You know, because, I mean, we're not English. My man AJ has said, random question. Might be a bit late. But where do you stand in earbuds and cotton buds? I've seen some scary reports of the damage that they have in your ears, but they just feel so satisfying to stick in your ear. And I'm going to say that, like, who does reports? Like, who does the reports that says things are dangerous? Like, the amount of reports I've seen on bacon, 
being like, bacon gives you cancer, it's carcinogenic. Bacon gives you a stroke. Yeah, only thing, I'm stroking after eating bacon's my dick because it tastes so good, makes me feel some kind of way. But um, in terms of the earbuds, yeah, it's very, it's a nice feeling when you get them in your ears and you're cleaning them. But then sometimes, you know, you just lose your run of yourself and you go in too deep and you're actually pushing your brains in and then, like, you're bursting eardrums and stuff and sometimes it's a bit dodgy. But again, you know, how else do you clean that gunk out of your ears, you know? I've seen something where, like, they, they use, like, candle wax and then just a load of wax comes out of your ear. I would love that, where just all my wax just falls out. If anyone knows anywhere that does that, let me know. But, I mean, I think, providing you're not just jamming <laughs> earbuds in your ear, providing you're, like, subtly just, you know, going around the edges in, like, a, a clockwise motion, that's fair enough. But if you um, but if you just ram it in there, yeah, you could you could hurt yourself, you know. And I mean, I think that's a good way to end this week's podcast. A because I'm tired, and B because it's it's a good bit of um, health and safety advice for you all to sleep on. Why am I American? I don't know. But guys, thank you again for tuning into the podcast. Next week's going to be episode eighty. Whoa! Someone sent me a cake. Not because it's episode 80, just because I'm a fat pig. And uh, I'll see you next week, guys. Rate and review the podcast if you haven't already, because it's sly that you listen and don't rate and review. Um, Fred may very well have a little sponsor next week, other than Pug Ugly's Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. If you guess who it is, you know, well done, just effectively, because you're not going to win a prize. So, to be totally honest with you, I'm straight up, I'm fair. And guys, have a good week. Godspeed.